0: Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com.
1: And today we're going to have several mothers sharing, starting with Joan. And um, I pretty much left it up to them, whatever God has uh, placed on their hearts and so I, I pray that you would uh, give attention to them. I love them, and I know that the Lord has something very special with within their hearts for each one of us.
2: Thank you. First Peter three four. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, unfading beauty, of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. God had a plan that we did not know about at the beginning of our marriage. As Randy and I had just gotten married, we were traveling on our honeymoon. I looked back in the back seat of a car. At that time, I saw an image of Stefan, As a child of I think about eight years of age, I did not say anything, but I did not really think much about it as we went on our way to start our life together as a newly married couple. Psalm 113.9 God's grace provides for the barren ones a joyful hope with children so that even childless couples find a family. He makes them happy parents surrounded by their pride and joy. That's the God we praise, so so give it all to him. We lived our lives for about two years when we decided to start our family. We had no clue about this journey, what or how long this was going to take just for us to have to get one child after trying for 2 years with no success i finally decided i finally felt a need to see the doctor at that time and after taking 6 months on fertility pills not knowing what was going on with us except we could not have our child the easy way like everyone else Whom at our church at that time having kids is like the funny house funny in house joke at Wood Street Chapel. Don't drink the water or you would get pregnant. This is a saying that was going around. Isaiah 66 13 As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. We had family who suggested for us to adopt a child at that time and finding out how much that would be costing us and not being qualified to do so. I knew I carried the hemophilia gene. I told them I wanted my own. Psalm 127.3 Children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward randy going overseas with military and coming home god put things into motion and finally saying now is the time we do not know at this time why it took so long something wrong with me is all we assumed it was about five years Getting Stefan, and after our second child, we could not have the problem it was not just me, but both of us. Stefan was and is the miracle child. We found out we were finally expecting Stefan, and God's hands were in this, for Stefan was born in 1989. We kept telling the nurse the same answer when they kept asking us, is there anything we need to know? Yes, there is hemophilia in the family. Then it was time to deliver Stefan. Randy was allowed to carry Stefan to the nursery and he felt very proud, like floating. He had a son. The next day was going to be the beginning of a different life for us. When suddenly the nurse came in to my room and said something wrong, the heel stick would not stop bleeding. And this newborn had a massive head bleed during his birth on the crown of his head. I fell completely apart and I looked up and Randy was also in tears. Then the nun from the hospital came in to congratulate us, and I cared and I cried even harder. That poor nun had no clue what was going on. Stefan needed a blood transfusion due to the bleeding issues. San school was called due to finding out Stefan has hemophilia. And those nurses and doctors would not listen to us. And they argued until San Francisco got involved in mm-hmm. his care. He, I was scared, for there was the HIV epidemic the years prior to his birth. We found out for the next 10 years. He was always clear. God had his hands on Stefan. From day one of him starting his life in my womb. After he was born, God had his hands on Stephen throughout his life. Even when he was about 25, we almost lost him. Due to a major bleeding episode, due to a tumor that we found out later was caused by a bleed by the NF and hemophilia, which were both inherited. God has us, God has used us with his, this young man. When Stefan was two, we went to the doctor again.
3: Oops.
2: When Stefan was two, we went to the doctor and got help again to get, got pregnant with a second child right away. But something was wrong and we lost that child. I was angry at God for a year, then finally decided to try again. And that took five years of trying when I went to a women's retreat and God spoke to and God spoke to me, take care of Stefan no more. I look back to see a massive blessing with Stefan and how God had his hands on Stefan. For that brain bleed did cause damage in an area of his brain that the other genetic disorder was not going to be as severe. Being a mother of a child born with two different genetics issues became a blessing and a ministry through all throughout all our lives. Yes, it's hard, but God does not give you. things that's hard to handle. He gives you the strength to get through it and to learn what God has for you to teach that child and others. I am mm-hmm. grateful to be a mother of a special needs child, but I don't see him that as that. I see him as a God-loving, God-fearing grown man now. When the scripture says, teach your children in the way of the Lord, he will not depart from it. Together, Randy and I took that vow at Stephen's dedication to God seriously. I would read Christian children's books to him every night when he was a child. If he did something wrong, he got punished for it and was then told after each punishment Mama loves you and give him a hug the same way God teaches us. The thing is, as I was growing up, I did not have love shown to me or given love. So how did I show love to my son when I never got it from my family? I learned it from the church and my husband. As I was pregnant with Stefan, I would tell the ladies at the church, I am going to give this child one thing. And they said to me, material stuff? And I said, no, I will give this child love. As it has shown been shown to me, I gave myself to God, and his love overflows me. His love over me flows through me to my son, and this love comes from God. Psalm 139, 13. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and you wove them all together in my mother's womb.
3: to follow that. <laughs> I know. Am I on? I it, well, yeah. away.
1: but you might yeah. hold it.
3: <laughs> so yeah, I forgot I was even doing this today until this morning. So Mother's Day. Um, This is what I love about Jesus, especially like on this day, is he fills in the gaps. So, you know, no mom is perfect, right? I mean, most of us ladies here are moms and we're not perfect and we didn't have perfect moms. But Jesus comes in and fills in the gaps. And so I was just thinking as, you know, through worship, I was thinking about the women who have filled in the gaps, like Pastor Linda. I don't even know how many years I spent once a week with Pastor Linda and my crazy. Oh, up for sure, Brand, you're next. Brand, <laughs> here's my crazy still about once a week. And, you know, I was thinking about Joyce and how, like, in a really dark season of my life, Joyce would just randomly show up on my door with cookies. And you guys all know how much I love cookies. She would show up with treats and stuff for me. And, you know, I was thinking about Mama Sandy and what she has spoken in my life and Kathy Graff. Like, Amen. there's so many people here at Coastline that have mothered me and filled in the gaps. Amen. And then... <laughs> I brought my Kleenex. Then I was thinking about Tom's mom. And I didn't get her long enough. I only had her a few months. But she filled in a big gap. Like, you all know that I'm in my 30s now. I'm just joking. (laughs) No, but seriously, being in my 50s and being able to put my head up in a mother's lap and have her play with my hair. And I miss her. And, you know, this is the first mother's day without her for my husband. But it's hard for me, too, because it was one of the... She was one of those gifts from God that was so unexpected. And it's so, like, immediate. Like, our bond was, like... Like the first day I met her, she introduced me to the nightmares and said, this is the one, you know, I had only known her two hours, you know what I mean? And so that's a little bit hard. And that being said, she's with Jesus, right? So that's cool. And the way the kingdom of God works. Is, you know, he has given me all these fabulous women to fill in the gaps. And now it's my turn to fill in the gaps. And, you know, Tom and I went to a wedding reception Friday that was one of my bonus daughters. And I got to see her happy. And, you know, and I mean, I have my kids, right? The chucklehead and my two daughters god has blessed me with so many more kids i mean the other day it's been a couple months ago now tom and i were at the shooting range and i hear this kid scream at me from across the parking lot and i look and trevor's jumping off a piece of heavy equipment and running across the yard you know so i just want to speak that out to you ladies that you know You don't know how much of an impact you're making in some of these youngins' lives, even up into, you know, like Mama Lou with me. So I just wanted to say loud. Thank you.
4: Make sure you use the microphone or speak up in the loud. Push it down. Okay,
1: you like that. Okay.
4: Thank you for being that for Emma. Yeah, I'm very thankful for all the women that have spoke into my daughter's life, and um, she admires so many and uh, of my friends and takes their wisdom. When sometimes she did not take
1: mine. So. <laughs>
4: But I am so thankful for that. Um, so, when Fran asked me to, if I might say something, for well, first I said, I'll pray about that. And then um, I got the word uh, mama bear in my head, and I'm like, okay. So, I kind of, that's the path I took. Um, Urban Dictionary's top definition for the term mama bear is a mom who can be cuddly, lovable but also has a ferocious side when it's necessary to protect her cubs. I have probably been called a mama bear at times. Um, (laughs) Mama humans might not be 7 feet tall and 325 pounds with strong paws and sharp teeth, but they can make you back off with their words and their actions. It's probably not a good idea to cross a mama bear. Chances are, if you make any decision about your child's well-being that someone doesn't agree with, and you stand by that choice, you will be called a mama bear. A mama bear is a woman with boundaries, a woman who parents the best way she can for her child, and a woman who doesn't apologize for her choices. She says no, she doesn't succumb to other people's opinions and ideas of how she should parent. She does it her way because she knows her way is the right way for her child. As the mother of that child, she understands that child better than anyone else. She has a knowing about her offspring and what that child needs to thrive, be successful, and healthy. But mama bears aren't just protective of their own offspring. A mama bear is a ferocious advocate for those who are being mistreated or wrongly represented. She actively seeks justice for others. She is righteously protective of those in her care. And since I believe that any good quality that is represented in us as believers is a reflection of the characteristics and qualities of God, I say he is the perfect mama bear to his children. So just think about that. That's how he feels about us. He advocates for us. 1 John 2, 1 through 2. You are my my dear, dear children, and I write these things to you so that you will not sin and violate God's law. But if anyone does sin, we continually have an advocate who will intercede for us, who is face to face with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One, the redeemer who ends the curse the upright the just one who conforms to the father's will in every way purpose thought and action he is a god of justice luke 18 1-8 one day jesus taught the apostles to keep praying and never stop or lose hope he shared with them this illustration in a certain town there was a civil judge a thick-skinned and godless man who had no fear of others' opinions. There was a poor widow in that town who kept pleading with the judge, grant me justice and protect me against my oppressors. He ignored her pleas for quite some time, but she kept asking. Eventually, he said to himself, this widow keeps annoying me, demanding her rights, and I am tired of listening to her. Even though I'm not a religious man and I don't care about the opinions of others, I'll just get get her off my back by answering her claims for justice and all will in her favor. Then she'll leave me alone. The Lord continued, Did you hear what the ungodly judge said, that he would answer her persistent request? Don't you know that God, the true judge, will grant justice to all of his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day? He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you and give you what you ask for. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting, just like the widow was with the judge. And finally, he is righteously protective of his children. I'm going to read Psalm 33. Out of the Passion. It's time to sing and shout for joy. Go ahead, all you redeemed ones, do it. Praise him with all you have, for praise looks lovely on the lips of God's lovers. Play the guitar as you lift your praises loaded with thanksgiving, and sing and make joyous music with all you've got inside. Compose new melodies that release new praises to the Lord. Play his praises on instruments with the anointing and skill he gives you. Sing and shout with passion. Make a spectacular sound of joy. For God's word is something to sing about. He is true to his promises. His word can be trusted. And everything he does is reliable and right. The Lord loves seeing justice on the earth. Anywhere and everywhere, you can find his faithful, unfailing love. All he had to do was speak by his spirit wind command, and God created the heavenlies, filled with galaxies and stars. The vast cosmos he wonderfully made. His voice scooped out the seas, the ocean depths he poured into vast reservoirs. Now, with breathtaking wonder, let everyone worship Yahweh, this awe-inspiring creator. Words he breathed and worlds were birthed. Let there be, and there it was, springing forth the moment that he spoke. No sooner said than done. With his breath, he scattered the schemes of nations who oppose him. They will never succeed. His destiny plan for the earth stands sure. His forever plan remains in place and will never fail. Blessed and prosperous is that nation who has God as their Lord. They will be the people he has chosen for his own. The Lord looks over us from where he rules in heaven, gazing into every heart from his lofty dwelling place, and he observes all the peoples of the earth. The creator of our hearts considers and examines everything we do, Even if a king has the best equipped army, it would never be enough to save him. Even if the best warrior went to battle, he could not be saved simply by his strength alone. Human strength and the weapons of man are false hopes for victory. They may seem mighty, but they will always disappear. The eyes of the Lord are upon even the weakest worshippers who love him, those who wait in hope. An expectation for the strong, steady love of God. God will deliver them from death, even the certain death of famine with no one to help. The Lord alone is our radiant hope, and we trust in him with all our hearts. His wraparound presence will strengthen us. As we trust, we rejoice with an uncontained joy flowing from Yahweh. Let your love and steadfast kindness overshadow us continually, for we trust and
1: we wait upon you. Amen. Amen. Well, Joan, we learned from you that we need to hang on to God really tight as moms. And Teresa, we learned that we can fill in the gap for other moms. And we can be a mom to more than just our own babies. And Robin, we learned that we can be a super wonderful, advocative mama bear for our kids and under God's strength, not our own. And so I'm going to follow along with that and tell you where it all began. In the beginning, God knew exactly what he was doing when he created woman. Her name is Eve. Eve because she would become the mother of all living beings. He had a grand plan, and he said, go for the multiplying. You know, we've been doing that ever since the beginning. (laughs) A little girl asked her mom, Mom, how did the human race appear? Mom answered, well, God made Adam and Eve, and they had children, and so was all mankind made. Two days later, the little girl asked her dad the same question, and dad replied, Many years ago, there were monkeys (laughs) from which the human race evolved. The confused little girl returned to her mother and said, that was very smart of her, wasn't it, right? To return to her mother. (laughs) How is it possible that you told me the human race was created by God? And dad said that that we developed from monkeys. Mom answered, well, dear, it's very simple. I told you about my side
2: of the family. (laughs) And your dad told you about his side of the family. (laughs) I knew that. I
1: have learned that once you're a mom, you are a mom till the day you die. You never stop being a mom. When your baby's born, you instantly know and you have the capacity and the drive in you to give your life in order to keep that baby safe. One, what's the difference between super, Superman and a mom? Anybody know? The king? <laughs> no, Linda has the king. <laughs> what's the difference between Superman and mothers? Superman is just a hero now and then. But moms are heroes every day, all the time, 24-7, 365 Moms, look at your amazing hands. Look at these things. They were fearfully and wonderfully made. Consider all that they have done in the uh, security and safety of your child. You have not only delivered them, But you diapered them, and you dressed them, and you dished out wonderful food for them to keep them healthy. You have driven them everywhere, put on lots of miles on that that car. You've defended them. You've advocated them. And I dare say, you disciplined them for their good. You know, that does sound like what Jesus does for his kids, huh? I Googled this, and I was pretty surprised because I thought, oh, bring it on. A mom, a mom, a stay-at-home mom, a mother, right, is has her worth and her value, and that is $184,820 a year. If we were being paid for what we do with all that diapering, dressing, dishing out, and, and driving around, that would be our pay. We spend the first two years of, of our baby's life telling them, oh, come on, baby, you can walk. Come on, you can walk. Come to mama. And we we tell them we try to get them to talk. Come on, you can say mama. Say mama. Right? And then the next 16 years, you're telling them to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> so those first few years are really important. <laughs> I believe, and luckily and glad of it, that God agrees with me that every child conceived is a miracle in the making. Psalm 139 has already been said, but it confirms the very truth. It starts at at, uh, verse 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit them together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderful, wonderfully complex, fearfully and wonderfully made. It is amazing to think about it. Your workmanship is marvelous, God, and how well I know it. You were there while I was being formed in utter seclusion. You saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe every day of my life was recorded in your book. God holds his children very highly and close to his heart. And I know that moms are a significant part of life, but I believe God knew that I needed my children, the children that were formed in my womb, in my in utter seclusion. He knew I needed that one to heal the wounded child in me. My son taught me how to slow down, to smell the flowers, to kneel, not only to pray, but to get down to his size and see what what is he seeing, what is he feeling. He taught me how to laugh and to play like a child. I didn't know how to, but he taught me how. He played an important part in helping me to become who I am today. And I have a daughter. My daughter taught me from the moment that she was born and the moment that I was born. I was fully innocent. I was fully feminine. And I was meant to be. Whether anyone else thought so or not, I was an important person in God's eyes. A necessary person to my own children and to myself. The most important thing, the most beneficial thing that I can do for my children and my grandchildren, is to introduce them to Jesus and then entrust them into His care. So, I know that yes, I've been mothered by moms too, and developed that that uh, you know that life in me for my children. And I know Sandy, you played a big part in Kelly's life because she's so much like you. Just loving and just incredibly strong woman. And so I want to ask you a question, Kelly. Knock, knock. Water. What are you going to do for Mother's Day? What are you all going to do for Mother's Day? I hope that you praise God for allowing you to be a mom And for allowing you not to be a mom, right? It's a hard, hard job. And we don't get paid for it like we should. But in the end, it is the most important thing you will ever do in your life is to be a mom. Thank you. And I would like to call up Pastor Steve. He's going to close us. And just remember, Father's Day is coming soon, right?
0: shock I'm not a mother <laughs> although my sisters called me mother once for
1: that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I just want to share it. I like it someone once said just remember God celebrates with you and he celebrates what you're famous for in heaven and rarely is what people are famous for on earth the same as what you're famous for in heaven because let's face it, kids as they grow up, they have no clue what mothers are doing. Right. They have no idea what happens, and they probably never will. But heaven, you're in heaven. You're famous in heaven for, for that. So God, I do pray that mothers enjoy the tenderness of Mary. Mm-hmm. I pray that their hearts be guarded and protected by you, because tenderness comes with easy hurts.
3: Yes. Lord,
0: along with that, I also pray that they have the boldness of Deborah, that they continue to rule and reign. As you've made them, they're, they're your daughters, they're your princes, they're your queens. So I speak over all the mothers in this, this place, that they have your full boldness. They know they are enough. The haunting regrets that can just distract us, that that distraction not come even near their thoughts. The Lord, lack the boldness. We celebrate their tenderness, and we thank you for that tenderness. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastline4square.com.